0: Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you open them up to Exodus chapter 20, second book of the Bible, Exodus 20, but we're starting a new series tonight called principled. And am going to explain why we're using that word. But there's a reason behind it. But it's really a word that explains that we can live principled lives. We can live principled lives according to God's word. And I think when I start a series, I want to try to frame it up well. I just want to sort of express the thought or the idea or what God's sort of trying to speak to me about. But it's really cool when we live by God's word. I'm going to say that again. It's a really good thing when we live by God's word. Can I get an amen in church? See, I used to think that life was all about trial and error. I used to think I'd just live my life by trial and error. So, anyone know what I mean by that? Sort of, you you, you try things out. You're sort of trying to get a desired result. You think you're knowing where you're going, but you're just trying. And then whatever happens, you just work with and you eventually get it right. That's what trial and error is. It's kind of a funny way to do things, but I was just looking up like the background of that theory, that method, and it was sort of formalized uh, probably 150 years ago. But trial and error is a fundamental method of problem solving. It's characterized by repeated, varied attempts, which are continued until success. But listen to this. Or... Until the agent stops trying. Or until we just decide, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful today that we're not left to our own devices in life. We're not left to our own thinking. Could you imagine if that was the case? We'd be going a million different ways based on a million different moral views and compasses. And we'd be going a million different ways based on our context and our background. And no, God has given us a way to live. Because of his word. And I'm thankful today that there's a series of principles that we can apply to our lives that can be a blueprint or a roadmap for living God's way versus us trying to live our own way and work it out through trial and error. Through trying to figure it out ourselves. In life, there's three ways to learn in life. There's the easy way, where you stop and you consider someone else's mistake, and you say, I'm gonna learn that way, I'm gonna look at what they did and The pain they went through and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn. Then there's the hard way of learning where you make the mistake yourself. You go through the pain yourself and you figure it out that way and you get better. And then the third way of learning in life is the tragic way where you don't learn at all. There's no learning at all. You just repeat the same mistake over and over and over again. And I believe that's why God wants us to do this series because God doesn't want us to learn the hard way. Or the tragic way. Definitely not the tragic way. He wants us to learn His way. Yeah, God's way. So the, t- the title of the series is Principle. And I added the D on there because I believe if we live by the principles that God's given us, we'll become principled believers. Yeah, we'll become principled believers. So we're going to start in Exodus 20. Exodus 20 and... This is where God delivers his top 10 to Moses. This is his top 10. I like to call it his top 10 or his choice list. It's his original priority list. It's his standouts. And I think it's fair to say that these are the ones that he seems to think are important because he wouldn't have put them in there any other, for any other reason. But the truth about some of these commandments is they're actually eternal principles that we can live our lives by. I heard something about someone say something about the Old Testament and God's commandments one time which I loved because there's a whole persuasion out there that says you should just forget about the Old Testament. I think that personally that's just so sad because you, you miss out on so much of the story, so much of the goodness of God and you see the character of God revealed in His Word. But here's the thing about God's commandments. Some, this person said it. I'm just going to steal it because I think it's amazing. But it's, we need to stop thinking that God's commandments are old-fashioned and start thinking they're actually well-fashioned. That God's commandments and the things that he finds as important and the principles that he's given his people to live by are actually well-fashioned. And that we can adopt some of these principles for our lives and in turn our lives will get better in Jesus' name. The other thing about this series is we're going to see some of these principles alive in the New Testament as well. It's incredible how God's word goes together so perfectly. But you see these principles are live in the New Testament church and, and inside the lives of New Testament believers living for God. It's wonderful. But God's principles, they stand forever. They're eternal. They're there to guide us. They're there to build our lives. And I believe these principles, if truly embraced, can position us for a blessed and fulfilled life. And who wouldn't want that? I don't know about you, but I want to attract the blessing of God in my life. I want to be well positioned in life for God to bless me. I want to be positioned well for God to be able to bless me. So the title of part one is this, the principle of honor. The principle of honor. If you're writing notes, you can take that down. Please write notes in church. Please. I'm begging you to write notes in church. And this is why. It's because in our church, and maybe you knew, but we move through Scripture, and I sometimes I mention a lot of Scripture, lots of different references. And if you're not taking notes, and you don't write those references down, at least the references, when God tries to speak to you about those in the coming days, you won't have remembered them. And that's not a good thing, because God sometimes speaks through His Word, or He always speaks through His Word, but in the days to come, He might speak to you. And if you've written them down, it's going to make it a lot easier. So the principle of honor, part one, Exodus 20 and verse 12, says this, honor... Your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. A lot of people know that commandment very well. They say, yeah, honor your mother and your father. But a lot of people don't know the back end of that verse. A lot of people, yeah, mom and dad got it. But look what it says. That your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. It's a principle. So a few observations just from this verse. The first is that this verse or this commandment even makes it into God's top 10. That's kind of the first observation that I take from it. Because I'm like, man, God has put that in there. Honor your father and your mother because it will go well with you. Because you will be blessed. Because things will work out well for you. That's the first observation that is actually there. It's inside his commandments, the top 10. The second is that the principle of honor is that God is using the structure of the family to teach his children about honor. God is using the structure of a mother and a father to a child as a way to outwork this principle in our lives. Our relationship with our parents is the mechanism, the original mechanism for learning this principle. And this is why he's doing it, is because if you don't get this principle when you're young, it'll hurt you when you're old. Yeah. If you don't get this principle in, on the inside of you and understand the principle of honor and why we need to honor people in our lives, especially the people that God's put in our lives, that if we don't get that at a young age, it's going to actually affect us as we get older. Yeah. Seasons of life come and there's a lack of honor. Go round in circles. Get a little bit older. Still going round in circles There's a lack of honor. And it begins to affect us. And that's why God has put it inside the structure of the family because He wants this principle to be taught young. He wants this principle to go to the young. And the thirdly, the third observation I take away from this verse is that there's consequences attached. There's consequences attached to it. It says that your days may be long. That means that it's going to be good. That means that the days are going to be long in the promised land, the place that flows with milk and honey. And for us, spiritually speaking, it's talking about the overcoming Christian life. It's talking about the good life that God wants us to live. But there's actually a blessing attached to honor. There's blessing attached to it. So what even is honor? Honor is something that's applied by us to another person. Honor is bestowed. Honor is given, honor is placed upon someone. Honor is a wonderful thing. But true honor happens in our hearts and in our minds. And listen to me friends, it finds its way out into our words. It starts in our hearts and our minds and makes its way out into our words. The definition of honor is that, well the biblical definition is that it's an internal attitude of respect. Courtesy or reverence And it should be accompanied by the appropriate attention or even obedience. The Old Testament usage of the word, the the Hebrew word is kabud, which means a weighty or a heaviness that's given to someone. A weight or a heaviness, a reverence, looking at someone in your life and saying, man, God has put something on your life. Or even to me, you are this person to me, I'm going to apply weight to you. I'm going to apply weight and reverence to the way I view you, the way I interact with you, the way I converse with you, even the way I treat you, maybe speak to you. I'm placing honor. I'm bestowing honor on you. You see how it works. We actually have to make a choice to do it. We don't have to do it. And so often in our culture today, isn't it true that there can be a serious lack of honor? There can be the type of situation where people are getting absolutely no honor at all. And you look at the situation from the outside and you say, man, there's no blessing there. God's not going to bless something like that because there's no honor that's being applied. It's just making sense tonight. Yeah. So I've got a few things for us about honor tonight, the principle of honor. If we're going to apply this principle to our lives, if we're going to live with this principle, we need to understand a few things about it. So here we go. Number one is this. Honor builds faith. Honor Builds faith, but dishonor causes unbelief. And I'm going to explain, but honor actually builds faith. Maybe you've never made that connection before, but when you honor, you make a pathway towards faith. As a principle in our lives, honor will build your faith, but dishonor will breed unbelief. If you want to grow in your faith, honor is a principle that will help you grow in your faith. And I want to show you how this principle in our lives can make that a reality. You know, in Hebrews chapter 3, you can read it some other time, but in Hebrews 3, it talks about unbelief in God's people. The author of Hebrews, the letter was to God's people, but it was referring back to the book of Numbers when God's people didn't have the honor or they didn't honor the word of God, which caused unbelief, which caused everyone above the age of 20 to not enter the promised land. And it was because of unbelief and ultimately because of a dishonor of God's word that they didn't inherit the promise of God. There was a lacking of honor for the word of God, which bred unbelief and was catastrophic in the end. But in the New Testament, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, also had a few things to say about honor. Jesus himself was rejected and he was dishonored in his own hometown. He struggled with it or he saw this struggle himself it's in Mark chapter six and verse one through six. It says this: He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And the Sabbath, and on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, "Where did this man get these things? See, you can just feel the dishonor. You can just sense it in the scriptures. What is this wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter?" The son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon are not his sisters here with us? And it says they took offense at him. Verse four, and Jesus said to him, a prophet, and a lot of people know this scripture, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. And verse five is incredible to me. It says that he could not do any works there, any mighty works, except he laid the hands on a few sick people and he healed them. I personally believe, and it's not in the Bible, but I personally believe he just laid hands on a few sick people because he walked past a few sick people and he had compassion on them. That's Jesus. He's compassionate. He probably was walking out of there and just saw some sick people and was so moved he just wanted to heal them. But it says he could do no mighty work, nothing of significance. Why? Because there was dishonor. And that dishonor led to unbelief. That dishonor, that familiarity caused a lack of belief or a lack of faith. Honor will build your faith. Honor will help your faith rise up. Honor will see God at work and that will cause your faith to rise. Familiarity is dangerous for a believer only when we start to forget about honor. See, I think it's great. Familiarity comes from the word family. That's where that comes from. Jesus was around his own people. But there was dishonor that was prevalent, which caused unbelief. You know, honor is usually wrapped up in obedience. Somewhere in there, when it comes to honor, there's always obedience attached. And I believe God set it up that way because he knows if we can live by the principle of honor, we will see what God is doing and that will cause us to be more obedient in life. That will cause us to see that God has put this situation in front of me. I'm choosing to bestow honor right here. And that means that I will obey and do what God wants me to do. It's powerful. Ephesians chapter 6. Remember I said I wanted to go Old Testament and New Testament and see the way they work together. Here it is. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. I don't know about you but I'm up for honoring. I'm up for doing what God wants me to do, but I'm certainly excited that that means I, it, will ma, it will go well with me. It means that I will have a good life. It means that I will attract the blessing of God. It means that I will be able to move forward. So number one, honor builds faith and ultimately be, be, uh, belief, but dishonor breeds familiarity, which causes unbelief. And Number two, honor, true honor, is more than lip service. True honour is more than lip service. See, real honour, it goes deep down. It goes deep down. Deep down into our hearts. For it to work correctly in your life, you need to honour first in your heart. You need to see it in your heart. Jesus referred to a passage in the New Testament. I just want to read it. It's in Isaiah 29. In the New Living Translation, it says, And so the Lord says, These people, so they are mine... Sorry, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned. It's powerful when we honor from our hearts, because that will find its way into our words. It will find our way, its way into our words. Listen to it in the message translation. It says this. These people may make a big show of saying the right thing, but their hearts aren't in it. Because they act like they're worshipping me, but they don't mean it. Honour comes from deep down and works its way into our lives. It's so much more than lip service. Can I encourage you? You've got to get this right. Don't let it just be something you say. Say and spray and just hopefully you said the right thing to the right person and therefore you've honoured. No, honour needs to come from deep down in here. Honor needs to be the type of thing where you recognize and this is what God wants to say today. He wants us to recognize what he's put in our life and therefore we can honor that thing. We can honor that person. We can honor that structure, that thing, that, that maybe that system that he's put in your life. And he wants you to honor it, which will lead to him blessing it. Honor also equates to so much more than just words in return to us. Remember the commandment, it says, honour your father and your mother, your days may be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. The same thing is said in Deuteronomy 5, but it says it this way, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord God is giving you. You know those those 20 and ups in Numbers chapter, somewhere in Numbers, but they don't inherit the promised land because everyone above the age of 20 isn't allowed to go in because they didn't honour the word of God. But it's amazing to me that that we get the opportunity to live in the blessing of God. And we can look at this as an opportunity for us to to bestow honor on the people that God's given us. I love that idea. There's an impact that honor has in our lives. It's almost like it's a two-way street. There's something that accompanies honor. There's blessing that comes back to us. Let me show you a few scriptures. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 18. Says this riches and honor are with me. Enduring wealth and righteousness, Proverbs 3 and verse 35 says the wise will inherit honor. That word inherit implies that previous generations honored as well. I will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Honor is also about how you treat others. Wouldn't you agree? There's lots of different applications for this, but I'll say it pretty simply, is that we need to honor each other. We need to honor each other, and it's so much more than just a passing comment, but honor people's time, honor people's season. We find ourselves on on the dream team here at Colonial trying to do that as much as we can when we ask someone to do something in church life or we maybe look at a responsibility to give someone, we stop and we take a moment, we honor that person and try to recognize the season they're in before we say, hey, can you do this? It's a way of us honoring each other. It's a beautiful picture that God's given us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. When we help our friends, we honor them with our time. Paul uses this principle as a way to honor the world around and about us. I pray that we would be the type of church that gets this principle, that really understands it and sees it outworked in our life. I'm praying that we're the type of church, we're building a culture of honor right now in this season, building a culture of honor. Whenever we do team nights, we have this moment, we stop. And even in our program meetings, we talk about it, but we want to stop and we want to take a moment to honor our volunteers we want to honor the people that are on our dream team. And it might seem just like some silly thing where we pass out some trophies and clap our hands, but we're actually honoring those people. We're saying we're grateful for you. We're thankful that you would take the time to be on the dream team. We want to honor you. Every time we do a woven event, we stop somewhere in the meeting and we take a moment, we honor someone special. We, we, we make it special for them. We honor them a single mom, someone going through a tough time. We take a moment, we have an honor moment. It's building a culture of honor. We honor, we honor, and we honor. But it's so much more than words or lip service. And it certainly is when it comes to our faith. Honoring God with our lives equates to our whole life. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but that's what faith is. That's what Christianity is about. It's saying, God, I'm honoring you. You're seated at the head of the table in my life. I'm honoring you. I'm giving you the top position. I'm, look, I'm bestowing honor to you. I'm giving my life to you. A picture of honor. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your crops. But look what it says next in verse 10. So it, tells, it says, that's what you do. That's what you can do. Apply the principle of honor to your life. Verse 10, then your barns will fill. Then your vats will brim over. I love it that there's a two-way street when it comes to honor. There is blessing attached to honor. It's a good thing that we do it, but there's always something deeper that happens. So number one, honor builds faith. Number two, honor goes so much deeper than just what we say, even though what we say matters. And number three, honor opens doors. Honour builds your life, but dishonour will tear things down. Honour will open doors. Young people, hear me tonight. There's one thing that you've got to hear me on tonight. Honour will open doors for you. Honour will make a pathway for you. You might have the type of boss who really is a pain in the neck. Honour. 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 You can say, Pastor, why am I even in this situation? Why would God put me in this situation? Maybe he's teaching you this principle. Maybe he's trying to get you to step up. Maybe he's trying to get you to understand that there's a bigger picture happening here. But make make no mistake, honor will open doors that no one else can open for you. Honor opens doors. Honor is a door opener in our lives. Honor places value upon the person But it also places value upon their role. And then it places value upon their position. And it creates an opportunity for this principle to open doors of possibility in our lives. You know, in Romans 13, speaking about authority and position, in Romans 13, Paul says this. He says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. But look at what it says here. It says, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. I don't know about you, but that dawned on me. I was like, man, it's my choice. And ultimately, it's my consequence. It's my choice, and that choice means that it's going to come back on me, but I'm the one who's decided to do it. Because there's no authority under God that's not God's, Paul says. But this word subject says, let every soul be subject. It's an amazing word. Because a lot of times in the New Testament, some of these words have a military background. But that word subject means to submit. Submit to without any question to the troop leader. Any question to be obedient without. Question to be subject to. And it's the very same word in Luke 2. You probably know the story of Jesus being found in the temple, away from his parents. It's in Luke 2 and verse 51. And a lot of you probably know verse 52. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. You remember that verse? He increases in wisdom and favor and stature and with men and with God. It's, yeah, wonderful. But look at verse 51. This is after he was found in the temple. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And it says, and was subject to them. This is his parents. Subject to his parents. But his mother kept all these things in his heart. So what did he do? He was found in the temple. He went away, but he submitted to them. That word submit means to be obedient without a question, putting honor where honor is due, putting honor in the place where God had wanted it to be. Even Jesus did. I love that honor always leads to obedience. And that ultimately leads to trust because people can trust you. And that ultimately will open doors. Honor always leads to a good place. Increased responsibilities, possibly promotion. Honoring your leaders means you could find yourself with more opportunity promotion for you and maybe a career or a job or maybe a market opportunity if you run a business but it's a beautiful beautiful principle and Psalm 75 it talks about promotion it says it's for not from the east nor the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up but it is God who executes judgment when we honor in our lives when we take we're conscious about it. And we say, I'm going to honor this person. There's people in here today and you've got someone in your life. It might be your parents. It might be a boss. And you're looking at it in the natural and you're thinking, man, there's no, there's no point in honoring here. There's no point in me applying this principle here. Why would I do this? this person isn't a Christian. This person doesn't care about me. This person isn't caring about my future. This person doesn't even care about the season I'm in right now, but can I encourage you? That's the natural. And there's always a spiritual conversation going. There's always two conversations going on. There's a natural one, and it might look bleak, but there's a spiritual one, and there is always hope. And when we apply this principle to our lives, can I just encourage you? You're going to find yourself honoring in that moment. And that person's going to be turning around and looking over their shoulder and maybe looking at emails you're writing them and you're being honoring with your words because it comes from a real place. That person's going to look around and say, what is happening right here? Why aren't they treating me like I'm garbage? It's because there's a spiritual conversation happening and God will work through it. You might have parents in here and your parents are never Christians or maybe did something to you. And you look at that situation and say, man, I'm not going to honor there. Can I I just encourage you? There's actually a way to handle that. It's by making a choice to honor. It's by saying, you know what? Person's human. Got their own struggles, I'm sure. But I'm going to make a choice to live God's way. I'm going to make a choice to live God's way. Is that okay to say in church tonight? Honor can be the bridge that fills the gap to a new season. You know, leaving a season can actually be very easy. Leaving maybe a job or leaving a season that's coming to an end can actually be very easy. Some people struggle with this a lot. But I just want to encourage you. Leaving that season is easy. You just honor. Maybe you're leaving a job and you've been there for a long time and you're nervous about it. Can I just encourage you? Everything will be fine if you honor. Everything will work out well if you honor. We've had people come to our church and say, I want to be part of Colonial Church. And I love it. I love that people want to come to our church and it's great. I'm never the type of person that wants to try to take another Christian from another church and bring them here. But if God's calling them here, this is what I always say. You honor those people when you leave. You honor those people and you tell them how much they mean to you. And you honour, you honour, you honour. It's actually easy to leave a season when you honour well. Lip service is one thing, but when true honour happens, it's from the heart. How do we actually do things like honour? Well, how do you honour someone who's wronged you? How do you honour someone you know you're supposed to honour, but they've hurt you? How do you honor parents who maybe have been bad parents? The Word says, honor your your mother and your father. Well, it's simple. You choose to. You make a choice. Doesn't mean that you have to go and do all these things different, but on the inside of you, maybe there's forgiveness on the inside that needs to happen. Sorry, unforgiveness on the inside that needs to become forgiveness. Release that person and honor them release that person and move forward. Remember what it says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that God wants to give you. If you're holding on to unforgiveness and that's stopping you from honoring that person, can I just encourage you, there's only one person that's losing out and it's you. That's the thing about forgiveness. When we allow forgiveness to flood into our lives, we actually release someone in prison and there's only one person in that prison, it's ourselves. We're the ones that are tri- trapped in that prison. Prison of unforgiveness, a prison of resentment, a prison of bitterness maybe. But when we decide in our heart that person deserves honour in my life, that means I need to forgive. We let ourselves go. And it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing. I pray we would be an honouring people. I really do. I pray that we would be the type of people, with our words we honour people, but it comes from a deeper place. We can move forward in life honoring people where they're at, seeing that God has positioned them and positioned us, honoring God with our lives, honoring Jesus as our Savior, honoring the people that God has placed in our world. That's how God wants us to live our lives. That's how God wants us to live principled lives, the principle of honor at work in our life. you receive that word tonight, would you want to stand with me? I want to pray for some people. I really have it on my heart to pray for people that maybe have a background or a context you've come out of, a situation that is real to you. And you struggle with this area of honor because someone's wronged you. Or you've been maybe part of a family where parents maybe weren't there at all, maybe there was a parent who wasn't doing the right thing, maybe something just wasn't right, you were hurt I'm not minimising your hurt but I want to help you get free I want to pray for you tonight or maybe you're in the midst of a situation, I feel there's some people in here tonight and it's probably a work situation and the person that you're supposed to be honouring in that situation doesn't seem like a very honourable person but can I just encourage you, it doesn't matter God wants you to honor that person. So I want to pray for you as well. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, if that's you tonight, and you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through this message, and when it comes to this principle of honor, there's something that needs to change. I just want you to lift your hand. Family situation, work situation, relational, anything, it doesn't matter. But it's time to honor It's time to let go of past hurts. It's time to let go of bitterness, resentment. So good. So many hands raised. I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to set some people free tonight, help them embrace this principle. Lord, we just thank you right now, Father, for every hand that's raised. Father, we just pray right now, Lord, for people that know in their heart of hearts, Father, it's time to honor that person, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come into people's lives right now, Lord, that you would come into our spirits. Help us to remove any past hurts, anything we're holding on to. Anything that maybe is pulling us back, holding us back from moving into the new season that God wants to give us, that it will go well with us. Lord, I just pray right now, Father, for any bitterness to be dealt with right now, Lord, to be, for it to be left here tonight. Any unforgiveness, Lord, any speck of unforgiveness, even the tiniest amount, Lord, I just pray would would stay here tonight as people leave tonight. Father, for the people that are are in people's world, maybe bosses, maybe parents. God, I just pray that you would help us to honor the people that you've put in our world. Father, we just thank you for it, Lord. We ask you to bless our lives, God. Help us to embrace this principle, God. Father, thank you for the people you've put in our world that truly there are people that we need to honour more. And God, I just pray that you would give us the strength. Lord, that you would give us the courage. Father, that you would give us the ability, Lord, from deep down in our hearts, making its way out into our lips, God, that you would help us be honourable people. Lord, applying the principle of honour in our everyday lives, God. I just pray for blessing right now, Lord. Father, I just pray right now that from this moment that people will be able to step forward and receive promotion and father just receive breakthrough lord even relationally god i just pray for people right now that are struggling with this father i just pray that you would just help people see clearer lord see a pathway through help us to use the principle of honor that you've given us lord as we honor those people in our lives in jesus name we'll see change Lord, we'll see restoration. Father, we'll see blessing come in. God, I'm praying for for parents and children to be reunited through this moment, Lord. Father, I just pray and I believe for it, God, that we're going to see testimonies and praise reports, Lord, of, of fathers and sons coming back together, Lord, because there's this moment of honor that's bestowed, Lord. But hearts are softened, God. Lord, I pray right now for job situations where there's a strained relationship between a boss and an employee. God, I just pray that honor would be the answer. Lord, that an employee would embrace this principle and honor, Lord, and that something would change, the dynamic would shift, God, that things would change, that there would be all, all of a sudden where there wasn't a way forward, there'd be a way forward. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life? We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.